The following content is explicit. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to the Red Rum Podcasters. I'm Kristen. And I'm Natasha. I mean, we really don't have a whole lot of stuff going on in the beginning. Just want to remind everybody, you know, check out the new website. Check out the new merch. Yeah. Check it out. I'm pretty excited. Other than that, I think we could just go ahead and get into it. Yeah, I've got a I got a pretty beefy boy today. Give me the beef boy. It's uh it's pretty good. So um this is a missing persons case. Oh, biscuit. I know. You don't like the These are the worst. I know. <laughs> so this one's kinda crazy. I find it interesting because he would be the same age that my husband is. Oh. So kinda weird. Yeah. So we'll just go ahead and get into this. In New York, 17-year-old Craig Freer, this is in 2004. So by all accounts, he was a pretty responsible kid, and he had a job at a local grocery store. So on June 27th, Craig's mom and dad were preparing for a barbecue. His mom actually went to the grocery store where Craig worked. She was excited to see him because he had spent the night with a friend that night. He had come home to get his work shirt and then left because of a shift. Oh, my gosh. I'm just going to die if I know what you're talking about. Continue. Um, But whenever she got there, she was surprised to actually not see him where he was supposed to be. Being 2004, not everybody had a cell phone, and Craig did not. So his mom went home and started calling around and looking for him. She finally found him, and he was with a friend at that friend's job oh, okay maybe it's not the same one I was thinking of. and he told his mom that he was going to work but he was just running late like i don't know why he was with this friend at this friend's job token it yeah his mom being a mom sent his dad to the store a little later uh to check on him he still wasn't there so it turns out craig hadn't been to work in a month oh crap Management eventually just took him off the schedule because he just stopped coming in. His mom then just wondered where had her son been going all this time that he says that he's going to work if he's not going to work. So he was he wasn't missing the whole month. He just wasn't going to work for a month. Okay, okay, okay. She you know, like I said, she was just wondering where he was going when he said he was going to work. As one would. They started looking for him yet again and Everyone his mom called so that they didn't know where he was. But his mom got the feeling like this one girl that he that she had talked to, that this one girl that she had talked to was not telling her the truth. Yeah. So she called that girl back and the girl apologized and told her that Craig was actually at her house or at her apartment. So she put Craig on the phone. Craig promised that he would explain when he got home. This girl's apartment was only about 10 minutes away from Craig's house. Craig's dad, he just, he wanted answers. He was fed up. He, oh, yeah. He was over it, right? So he wanted answers now. So he, so he drove to the girl's apartment complex to try and find Craig. He found Craig's car parked in front of one of the apartment buildings. Okay. And so he stood there and waited and waited. Oh, my gosh. What if that person on the phone wasn't actually Craig? So after a while, his dad called his mom who called the girl so she could tell Craig that he needed to get down to his car immediately. 
but the girl said that Craig had already left to go home. Joke's on you, bitch. (laughs) So Craig's car was actually parked in front of a different building than what the girl lived in. The dad had the right car, but it was in front of the wrong building in the complex. So the thought is that Craig walked out of the girl's apartment, saw dad, but dad didn't see Craig. So, like, dad didn't see him because, you know, the girl saw Craig, walked out. And she watched Craig walk out, head towards his car, but then he, whoop, turned around. Uh. They thought that he might be walking home along the railroad tracks that run along the back of the complex. So, basically, there were these railroad tracks behind this apartment complex. And if you walked a certain way, according to some people, they led... You could walk down these railroad tracks, and there was, like, a beaten path off of these railroad tracks that led right into Craig's backyard. Oh, okay. Now, police have kind of contradicted this to where, like, now, nowadays, there is a swampy area that you have to walk through to get there. Yeah. It's been, you know, almost 20 years, so it could have changed. Yeah, true, true. But, so, a few hours went by, none of his friends had seen him, and he didn't go home. Before this, Craig had actually ran away before, but this time he literally didn't have anything. Not his wallet, no clothes, and he never went back for his car. Which is problematic. Yeah. Because what kind of 17-year-old walks around and leaves their car? Yeah. Because he lived in one jurisdiction, and then he went missing in a different jurisdiction, his mom kept getting bounced back and forth between the two police stations on who was actually going to take this missing persons case. That is horrible. Why don't we just fucking man up and just do it? Finally, the department where he went missing filed the missing report for them. And they didn't officially file him missing until July 2nd, which he had already been missing for almost a week. Holy shit. They did do many, many searches around the railroad tracks and all of that. They did interviews with people that were close with Craig. And he hadn't really been in any trouble before. And he had a lot of things look forward to he had graduation like he was getting ready to be a senior he was like a co-captain of the soccer team oh wow he was a good kid kind of you know he wasn't like a loner like he had lots of friends yeah and stuff like that apparently sketchy friends but the fact that he didn't return home if he did leave on his own was worrying in the interviews people kind of contradicted one another on things about craig He was kind of a different person to different friend groups of his. So, like, you know, some people said that he was upset about a breakup. Some people said that he wasn't upset about this breakup. Some people said that there wasn't even a breakup at all. Oh, jeez. It's kind of one of those things where he was basically a different person to every friend group that he... I was like that. You know, that he was with. Um, Chameleon. So there were a couple red flags uh, leading up to his disappearance. He didn't go to the party after his soccer banquet. So they had like a dinner banquet and then all the kids went out and kind of had a party. Yeah. He didn't go to that. He went home and went to bed. Little loser. And no normally kidding. he would like being and at that banquet was when it at that banquet was where he was named co-captain for the next season. Who wouldn't go to a party after that? Exactly. He didn't turn in an end of year assignment after doing this mentorship, which was really out of character for him. Like he was just, you know, generally like good student and everything. So the fact that he didn't turn in this big assignment yeah. was weird. And most of all was him not going to work for that last month. Yeah. 
not only did he lie about still going to work to his parents, but also to his friends. Really? Yeah. Well, then where the fuck was he? I figured he would have been like playing hooky to be with his friends. Yeah. So there was a bitch involved one there. I don't know. If you're not at work and you're not with your buddies, you're porking it. I, I would assume. I mean, if I wasn't at work and I wasn't with my friends, I was porking it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. So about four months after he went missing, his parents decided, screw the police, and they hired a private investigator. So the private investigator found out that things started changing for Craig around March, like his shift in personality, you know? And so that was uh, about two months before he went missing. He started making comments about being depressed to friends. And friends that said that he had also made comments about self-harm and possible suicide attempts. Was Homeboy bipolar? I don't know. Because that would explain a lot. I mean, this was 2004. People were like, eh, you're fine. That's true. They also went through the instant messages on the family's computer and then on, like, his friend's computers and stuff like that. But still came away with absolutely nothing. So after almost a year... His parents actually took a trip to Southern California because not only did Craig like visiting there, but there was a young man matching his description trying to cash a money order from their area of New York. So that was like their little glimmer of hope that maybe he just ran away to California. If he ran away before, I can see that being a thing. But they came home with absolutely nothing. So after almost two years, the state police finally took over the case and they found in the PI notes that he had found people who had seen Craig on the railroad tracks that night. Oh, so he really was there. There were three seventh grade boys who knew Craig from that mentorship that he had done. Okay. And they told police that he was headed northwest on the tracks, which was the direction of his house. And they called out to him. And all three recounted that he turned around and gestured by putting a finger to his lips. Oh, well, that's not eerie. And then they looked away, and the next thing they knew, he was gone. That's fucked up. How creepy is that? Imagine being those kids. Because Okay, so we're going to get on. I'm going to go on to just a little bit more, and then we'll come back to this. Okay. The only discrepancy was that the boys described his clothing different from the girl whose house that he had left. And they said that he had a backpack, but his backpack was actually found in his car. So they don't know if this was actually the day that he went missing. They just knew it was around the time. Uh, Okay. Here's my thing. It makes me think that it may be the day that he went missing solely because turns around, puts a finger to his lips. Shh. Because if they're yelling, Craig, 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 and his dad's in the parking lot. Yeah. Daddy's going to know where Craig's at. How far, though, was it? It wasn't that far. Like, these boys, I think, were hanging around that same apartment complex. How far down the railroad tracks had he had gotten before the boys saw him? I don't know. You know what I mean? Because he could have made it a little bit, far enough away that the dad wouldn't even have been a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm thinking, like, maybe... I guess I don't know. I don't really know the whole layout. Yeah. But you got to think of this is like a bigger apartment complex. This could be boys in a in a building farther down. Yeah. That are like playing outside of the apartment complex and they see him. But I don't I don't really know. 
so they finally found out what Craig had actually been doing when he said he was going to work. He was with a group of friends, but they weren't part of his core friend group that he normally hangs out with, and they were, quote, troublemakers. Okay, I can see that. So one of these friends actually had a little bit of a secret that didn't come out for a very long time. He had Craig's wallet. Oh, so now you remember how I said that, like, his wallet was at his house? Yeah. Craig had lost his wallet. wallet we're going to call it wallet number one. Yeah. And it had his ID in it and all of that stuff. The wallet found in his house was wallet number two, which is the wallet that he bought to replace wallet number one because he lost it. Ah, uh, okay. But they don't have any records of him getting, it like, a new ID or anything like that. So this kid has, like, this... This kid that has Craig's wallet has his only identification. Yeah. The friend found it between his seats in his car. Like, you know, like the yeah the, the seat gap that steals everything. Yes. And figured Craig lost it there when they were smoking weed. I knew it. Another theory that had come up. Another theory that came up was that maybe his disappearance had something to do with why he stopped going to work as well. So his mom said that one day he came home with a name and a number of an older woman and kind of like bragging, like, look, I got this older woman's Ah. number, right? His mom said that the handwriting actually looked particularly masculine. (laughs) So, uh, side note, Craig unloaded dairy trucks at work. He worked in the dairy department, so he unloaded the trucks. So he was like out on the loading dock with all of these men, truck drivers and stuff like that. With this happening, his mom thought maybe he was maybe hiding something with his sexuality or he stopped going to work because of something that may have happened with one of the truck drivers. Okay. But either way, that's just a theory and it went nowhere. Wow. So between the time he went missing and now, there have been a dozen times where his family has gotten called because remains have been found of things. Yeah, that's got to be tough. You know, but none of them have been Craig. In 2017, Craig's mom was undergoing treatment for lymphoma, and her friend, you know, was like, oh, let's treat you to a girl's day, right? Yeah. Her friend treated her to a mani-pedi. While there, there was a woman that came up to Craig's mom and tells her that she was at a graduation party with Craig the Saturday before he went missing. That's pretty soon. And she overheard half of a phone conversation that he had. Okay, got a little hearsay. Let's see what happens. She said he was very upset and pacing, and she heard him say something to the effect of, I can't believe you're going to do this to me now. Huh. Obviously, his mom was shocked. Even worse is the police had no idea that this conversation ever happened. Like, she never reported it to police back whenever he first went missing. And they also have no idea whose cell phone he was using. Because if you remember, he, he does not have, have one. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have one that people are aware of. So we're going to fast forward two more years. So in 2019, a PI told police that a guy he had worked with at the, a guy that Craig had worked with at the grocery store, told him that he saw Craig a few days after he went missing. Oh. He was a passenger in a vehicle, and he said that he and Craig locked eyes for just a second, and then the car turned off, and he didn't see, like, the driver or anything like that, 
but he didn't even know Craig was missing until he got to work that day. Now, there was a discrepancy on... I'm having, like, really bad deja vu right now. (laughs) Like, it's bad. This is weird. With this friend or Mm -hmm. this guy that he worked with, there was, like, a discrepancy on whether he actually reported it to the police. The jurisdiction that had Craig's missing person case says that they have no idea that this ever happened. They have no record of it. He, you know, this guy was interviewed right after it happened. This guy was interviewed in, like, 2008. He never said anything about this interaction. The issue here is he reported it to the other jurisdiction. Oh, Jesus. And they never gave that information to the one that had the actual case. So, yeah. Epic he said failure. That, so, he says that he reported it, like, right after, but because it was a different jurisdiction, he doesn't think they relate it to the other police department. Rookie mistake. Nothing in these, what, almost 20 years has ever been used of Craig's. Not his social security number, not his, like, there's been no, nothing opened in his name, like, none of that. And one of the investigators made a comment that said, we think we would have found him by now if he had killed himself or been killed in the area. Yeah, right. You can't even get your fucking shit to the right jurisdiction. Yeah. You wouldn't even know your head from a hole in the ground i know so anyways craig is a white male and he would be 37 now at the time of his disappearance he was 511 and 190 pounds because that's not unique at all yeah yeah totally uh give me a picture of this guy oh yeah i will and send it to me so i can post it when the episode comes out yeah and that way we can get a little action all right so uh that was my biggie boy I really don't like that open-ending crap. Um, I know. I don't either, but... None of it makes sense. Everybody could be lying. Why would he run from his dad? Well, I mean, he like his dad was getting ready to confront him about why haven't you been going to work? Well, I haven't been going to work because I've been smoking weed. Like he didn't want to, con- he didn't want to have to confront his dad about not going to but work. But I'm just thinking, because like... he now knows that his parents know that he does not go to work anymore. Okay, he he obviously couldn't, well, unless he contacted somebody in that girl's house using, like, her phone to be like, hey, meet me at this place or whatever. Because, I mean, if he's if he was walking home, he's going to be confronting his, one of his fucking parents either way. I mean, dad's going to go home at some point, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand what, like, why not? Well, get, because. To me, my car's more important than meeting your ass at home, and then I got to walk back and get my car. Well, because like they said, you know, after a couple hours, they thought, okay, he's just avoiding us for now. He'll be home soon. But I'm just thinking, I mean, if you're going to go home, dad's going to be there anyway. I don't understand why. You wouldn't just get it over with? Yeah. And you at least have your car. I guess it may have something. uh, The only thing that I could think of is, so the barbecue that they were having was for his sister's birthday party. So maybe you don't want to go home, start that drama right before your sister's birthday party. But he was walking home. But like you could after... get a hell of a lot farther in your car. Yeah, but you're also going to get there a lot, of, a hell of a lot sooner. But I'm saying he didn't have to go home. If he was in his car, he could just drive well, yeah. to you know friend's house. Or... Well, he doesn't have to go home if he walks either. That was the that was the theory of why he didn't come home for so long was but that he like walked. Where else would he be going if he's walking home? Like I mean... if he's walking towards his house, where else is he going to go? Yeah. Well, and to your theory about, like, calling a friend and being like, hey, come get me off that girl's phone, he was headed to his car. He didn't know his dad was there until he whoop, whipped it around and went back to the railroad tracks. Yeah, true. 
So, I mean, he could have been walking to a friend's house or something, too. Maybe. It's just, I'm, I'm like you. I don't like the open-ended, the no solid. Like, he just literally van, like, poof, disappeared. Yeah. And, and, I mean, if it was, like, an accident and he was walking along the railroad tracks, then there would have been some sort of evidence yeah, to so support that. Yeah, so the police actually, I mean, so my brother works for the railroad, so I know a little bit about what they have to do whenever they have accidents and stuff like that. And there was there would have been no way that, like, a train hit him and they didn't do, like. Oh, no, I was thinking more like he sprung his ankle, couldn't walk or something, and then just, like, rotted out there, you know what I mean? Like. There'd I think it evidence. was well that and I think it was it would have been too for one they had search parties going and they would have found him. Yeah. For two, I feel like it was the these railroad tracks were a little too close to civilization that someone would like if he was screaming out for help someone would have heard him. Yeah. And my you know? thing too is he leaves and say he's just decided I'm done, I'm out, whatever. Do you need an ID to buy well he didn't even have his wallet, right? So we had no money. Yeah. Uh, no ID. I don't know. Can you buy a train ticket without an ID, even if you somehow got money? I don't. I've never know. bought. A, I've never bought a train ticket before. I mean, I bought a train ticket. Well, I guess I personally have not bought a train ticket. I'm. I mean, we took a train to Chicago one time, but I was in like eighth grade, so I didn't have any identification, anyways. I mean, he's got to be somewhere, right? Because if he was just bolting and saying he's done with it or whatever, and just running away, how are you going to run away if? You're not, like, you have no money to get anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like I said, he's poof. Yeah. I guess, so if this kid's account that he was in that car is correct, I wonder if maybe there was something with drugs that happened and he wasn't killed by the people that he was with and then just dumped somewhere and they've just never found him. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. I don't know. Anywho... Let's uh, go ahead and get on over to the inner bitchin'. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Welcome to this week's inner bitchin'. Today's topic is the tallest man. The tallest man ever recorded was Robert Walt Wadlow. He was 8 foot and 11 inches. He lived from 1918 to 1940. <laughs> And welcome back from the inner bitchins. Tasha, what are you talking about today? So I have an instance of one of the original run-ins with the men in black. And all I can think of is that damn movie, but it's okay. We'll get past it. Look right here and you're going to see a flash. God, I would love to have one of those. Just rewrite my whole life story. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be talking about a topic that's near and dear to many people in the UFO world, which is the men in black. And I'm, again, not talking about, you know, the movie series that was popular a while back. But these sharp-dressed men began showing up in the 1950s and 60s when the conspiratorial mindset started really seeping into the masses. They claim that they are from the government and harass and attempt to intimidate those who may have witnessed something out of this world. The world wasn't ready for what was about to take place on Mari Island, June 27, 1947. Although some sources also stated that it wasn't the 27th, that it was the 21st. But they were kind of all over the place, so I just went ahead and put both in here. So it all began with a man, his son Charles, and the family dog, 
on a boat. This man is known as Harold Dahl. While out gathering logs near the eastern shore of Maury Island in Washington, he spotted six donut-shaped objects in the sky. Soon, one of those objects plummeted almost 1,500 feet above his boat. The viewing was followed by metallic debris raining from above, so they kind of described it as basically like magma almost pouring out of it and just falling down. And some of it was said to have hit his son on the arm, and unfortunately, because of this incident, the family dog didn't make it. Aww. Yeah. Wah, wah. Not the dog. I know. I'm just, I don't know what kind of dog it is, but I'm picturing like a, a beagle or like a basset hound, you know? Why did, I mean, am I, I know I'm not the only one that does this, but I get upset about the dog dying in the movies and not the people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, to me, it doesn't really matter either way, but <laughs> unless it's John Wick, that was sad. That was a horrible, horrible doggy ending. Poor doggos. Believe it or not, Harold was able to snap a few pictures that he showed to his supervisor, Fred Christman. When his skeptical boss went back to the scene of the sighting, he was stunned to see the craft with his own two eyes. So Harold sees all this going on. He takes some pictures, and he's like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. I guess he's got a good relationship with his boss because he goes and shows his boss. And his boss is like, dude, Harold's fucking losing his mind. I better go check this out. He's lost his marbles. Yeah. But then he goes to the scene and sees the same shit. And he's like, oh, holy hell. Like, Harold was right. Like, I see it too. Totally crazy. So the next morning, Dahl was in for an eerie surprise. A curious man in a black suit paid him a visit. Dahl and the mysterious man somehow landed at a local diner where the man in black proceeded to tell Dahl exactly what had happened to him as if he was there. So, I mean, this guy's recounting facts and details that Harold, if you weren't there, like, how, you, there's no way for you to know all this stuff and be able to tell me what happened unless you were there. Yeah. Kind of creeping him out a little bit. And Dahl was then sternly instructed to never speak of the incident again, followed by, you know, a threat of horrible things happening to him if he were to break and discuss it with anyone. The torture from last week. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't think that's Men in Black style. Okay. I feel like they're more of like a, a cap you once execution style or make it look like an accident, you know? Something like that. Fry your brain so that you go crazy. Yeah, exactly. After this encounter, the Men in Black have been associated with silencing those who have witnessed paranormal phenomena or, I guess, extraterrestrial phenomena. Either one. MIB are said to always sport black suits, hats, and dark sunglasses. Sometimes people have stated that they have odd appearances and other supernatural traits, such as glowing eyes or weird greenish complexions. So they kind of almost, which is interesting to me, that some people describe them as almost alien-looking themselves at the same time. They're also known to drive around in black vehicles, and normally you get more than one car. Like, they kind of, you know, have their own little entourage that they drive around in. They don't usually go solo, from what I've gathered. Just a, just a big motorcade? Yeah, basically. Just to go fuck you up. I guess one, one little, you know, men in black guy is not intimidating enough, so they gotta bring a whole slew of them, I guess. Oh, no. Unfortunately... They don't appear to have memory of racing light beam stick <laughs> like they do in the movies. Ba-ching! In 1962, however, 
Albert Bender put a description in that makes them sound even more fucked up than I could imagine. So this is a piece from his book, Flying Saucers and the Three Men. And it says, quote, they floated about a foot off the floor. They looked like clergymen, but wore hats similar to Hamburg style. The faces were not clearly discernible, for the hats partly hid the shade and shaded them. The eyes of all three figures suddenly lit up like flashlight bulbs. They seemed to burn into my very soul as the pains above my eyes become almost unbearable, end quote. So that was his description of the men in black, which I thought was really fucked up. So they like floating shit? Yeah, like hovering, glowing eye, weird people. Still in the same black suit, hat, you know, get up. So, like, not human. Yeah. And I've noticed through looking at a lot of them, they're typically not very human-like. There was another instance where somebody got visited by men in black, and it was, like, something crazy where, like, they didn't have faces or something. And they they put lipstick on or something to make it look like they had a mouth, and it was hot. Or something. It's like I just kept melting. And it was like going everywhere. And I'm just like so disgusting. I'm thinking Slender Man head, you know, with like lipstick. That's creepy as fuck. It is creepy. You know, I can get behind some big scary men dressed in black attire. Threatening and pushing around people. Who just witnessed a, oh my god, traumatizing event. But I don't think I can grasp the inhuman traits and characteristics described by some. Where I stand, it's kind of a struggle because... I can I can understand government sending these people out to you know hush hush and scare them and intimidate and threaten and all that I, I can I can see people doing that because that's how people are some people <laughs> and I get that but when they start describing these visitors in a very inhuman manner I don't know how I feel about this anymore yeah I don't know if all of them are like that maybe there are some that are you know, appearing to be human. I'm not really sure, but that's what I have. So as far as finding like the first visit from men in black, that's what I have. It's, I know very short, but and then the poor dog, poor doggy. And then it doesn't even, I couldn't find what happens next. So, you know, the guy sees this spacecraft. It's basically vomiting it out like lava into this fucking boat, which, like, fuck, you know, it fucks up the kid. It kills the dog. The guy's just sitting there. He can't do anything about it. And then it flashes forward to the boss gets the picture. So the boss goes and looks. And the boss sees the same thing. But it doesn't ever say, what were they doing? You know? Like, what was the craft doing? Where did it go? Did it disappear? Did you leave while it's still floating around? Yeah, like... And for the boss to see it, was it like a couple days later? So it just said that he... Or did he he also see it the same day that it spewed the lava on the boat? I would have assumed that it would have been a couple days. I don't don't know. Like, I don't... I personally, if I saw something, I wouldn't immediately, like, run to my boss. No. And be like, hey, check this out. I'd go into my work group chat, but not... And then I might have, like... (laughs) Yeah, I might... Maybe it's the weekend, you know, it's weekend, he's fishing with his kid on the boat. It's like, I don't know, maybe it's, I don't know what day of the week it was on the 27th or 21st. Wait, what year was this? Uh, 1947. Some accounts say it was the 27th, but some of them say the 21st of June. 
So the 21st was a Saturday and the 27th was a Friday. Either one could work. Okay, so I'm thinking it's a weekend. He's out with his son and his family dog on the boat. They're fishing, whatever, camping, maybe. So you're thinking, like, if he told his boss, it would have been, been like been Monday. Monday. Yeah. And Go so to- it was like three days later. So did the boss view it that day or did he view it the day that it happened? It just says that he saw the pictures and he went out and looked. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Definitely way different than what they portray them as in the movies. Yeah. And that's the thing is I'm, I'm wondering if there are any. So if they. Here's my thought is instead of like, you know, in the movies, they're humans policing extraterrestrials. What if. In the supposed real life, they are extraterrestrials that are, what if they were extraterrestrials that aren't necessarily policing other extraterrestrials, but they're policing who sees them? Well, maybe, I don't know about all movies that have men in black in them, but I know some of them I've seen, they're not necessarily, now the men in black franchise they pu- they do both. So remember, they do. People witnessed it. They do the little light beam thingy, you know, and then erase it. And so they're they're monitoring witnesses. Yeah. Um. But they're also they're they're kind of like anything extraterrestrial. So like you got aliens, you know, wandering around. They monitor them, but they also monitor witnesses. And some of the agents in the movie are, are actually aliens. yeah they are aliens. But like the dog. Yeah. Oh my god, I love the dog. Oh, what is his name? Keep going. I'm going to look it up. He's a, the little pug. Yeah, I know. Damn it. Frank. Yes. Woo. Frank. <laughs> so, you know, some of the movies, I mean, aside from the franchise that I've seen, they don't ever have a monitor, monitoring really. It's, it's all about concealment and, you know, getting rid of witnesses. Not so much with dealing with the, you know, extraterrestrial issue itself. So I think it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, I personally not really seen anything, you know, alien related. Yeah. So I've not had any reason for potential men in black visitations. No, you don't see aliens. You just see ghosts in my house. I just see ghosts and demons. It's no big deal. In my house. Well, I see them outside your house, too. <sighs> my property. Still same thing. Your house. My ha- all my houses, work, my old job, everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. I swear, it's Although funny. it might just be the one guy that follows me around. I can't tell. Because now that you talk about work, have you ever been sitting there and, like, you've got your headphones on and you're listening to something, but you swear you hear someone, like, whisper your name and they're in your ear? Mm-hmm. Mine's usually, hey. No, mine's, like, Kristen. Well, every now and then it's my name, but usually it's, hey. Like, someone's trying to get my attention and I'll pause my headphones and look around and there's, no one around me. Like, I, it's just me. I also see people walk behind me that aren't walking behind me. Yeah. All I get the time. That, I get that a lot too. Like I'll see people walking and I'll like pause my headphones because I think they're coming to talk to me. And then I look and I was like, where the fuck they go? <laughs> or like, I just feel like them like walk behind me. So I'm just like looking around. Yeah. And then there's no one that even remotely came close to walking yep. behind me. Yep. But yeah, it's, I don't know. The whole men in black situation is a little weird. Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys have witnessed any spaceships or anything like that, tell us about it because 
We'd love to hear about it. We can't stress this enough. We just want to hear from you guys. Yeah. We want to know that you're there. Yeah, I know. Say right now, I can't. I mean, other than this little phone telling me that someone listened to something, that's all I know. You guys are like ghosts. That's kind of ironic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have ghost listeners. You guys, it's you all guys the are ghosts, ghosts that I that can't see. You. Yeah, I know. I got a lot of them. Then. <laughs> They're like, let's just make sure she doesn't talk about us. Yeah, this bitch. But, but yeah, and then if you've ever, you know, had anything with Men in Black or something like that, then that'd be really interesting to hear about that, which there's another um, entity that I've heard a few times mentioned with the Men in Black thing. It's the Hat Man. I'm going to have to cover him. Because we did mention, like, the thought of potentially one of the people haunting my house is your biological grandmother yes and we totally forgot to put that in the episode that was totally my fault but my uh my mom's mom her actual mom because your your grandpa did remarry yes yes my mom's actual mom biological your oldest cousin is the only one that actually got to meet yeah so she actually passed away when my mom was 12 yeah so i mean clearly i wasn't around (laughs) she ended up she got cancer and got real sick and ended up passing away while they lived there. Now, I don't know if she passed away in, like, a hospital or at the house. I don't I don't know the details. Again, wasn't there and didn't ask. Can I say this? If I was your grandma, I would haunt the fuck out of that house. And you know why? I don't know. Because your grandma, from the stories that I have heard, would come home from her cancer treatments and not only still be expected to cook dinner and oh, like yeah, have it served was... up to her husband. Yes. But she had to go and do all of the farm chores herself. Yeah, it's like borderline abuse. After coming home from fucking cancer treatments. Yeah. She was a badass bitch. Yeah. And you know what the cool thing is? She looked just like me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess... Have you seen the picture at my mom's house? Uh-uh. Okay. When H-Man was little, we went over to mom's house. If I don't have my makeup on or whatever, and my hair was shorter, and my my own my own spawn would point to the picture and go, "Mommy," and like he swore, and I was like, "No, it's not mommy." And he was like, "Mommy," like he was just set, like, "No, it's you." Yeah. And when I look at it, I'm like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" Like if I don't like if I don't have my makeup on, you put me in black and white like the picture. Like I look just like her. Huh. And it, to... was, it was her senior picture. You'll have to get your ooh. I might have seen that one. I think it's yeah. hanging in my in-laws house, but I haven't really like looked at it and then associated it with you yeah. before, but I might have to do that next time. But apparently we look a lot alike. Hmm. She was a to very pretty woman. Where also in the same house, my grandfather lost his fucking mind. So when he was to the point where he was in the hospital in Indy, mm-hmm. I went to visit him once and to him, I was grandma. He swore he was looking at grandma. I mean, and let me tell you, you you think you see your long lost, you know, wife after, you know, you're losing your noodle. What do you want to do? You want to fuck her. You want to be all over her ass, right? So it was very awkward for me to explain to him, no, I'm not Nancy. I'm, you know, your granddaughter. And he would just get so mad because he swore that I was Nancy. And then he couldn't understand why does my wife not want to, you know, hug me or kiss me? Because I was like, well, that's fucking weird. I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, and he swore that I was her. And twice he did that. And I was, and then he got mad and he got so angry. He didn't even remember who I was. 
So I just didn't I just didn't go back. Make sure to check out our new website. Um <laughs> And also link out to the merch store. We have the merchy merch now. Yep. I'm so excited. Hopefully some of you that uh, work with us will see us wearing our merch at work. Yep. By the time you hear this, we should have it. Yeah, I'm so excited. Check us out on our Patreon. Um, we have a $1 tier, which is early access and a shout out. We yep. have a $5 tier, which is early access, a shout out and a bonus episode every month. Um, we are going back now that we are in August. We are going back to only one bonus episode each month. We just wanted to kind of beef up our Patreon for you guys. Check us out on all the social medias. Wherever you are, you can find us. Yep. Don't forget to rate and review us so that we can be bumped up in the whatever platform you Algorithm. listen to us on. Yeah. Uh, make sure to spread the word with your friends if you really like us. And, send, you know, send us some stories. You know, we, we want to add your guys' stories to the end of our episodes because we think it'd be awesome. Yeah, you know? we just really want to listen. Yeah, and if you wanted to send, like, a voice memo or a file or something through social media, you can. Um, you can email it to us at theredrumpodcasters at gmail.com or on the website, theredrumpodcasters.com. We have a spot on there that you can contact us as well. So there's a multitude of ways that you can reach out, and we'd look forward to hearing from you. Well, I think that's it. All right. Did well, we, we did our housekeeping pretty well. Yeah, we swept that shit up fast. <laughs> I guess we'll go ahead and let you guys go, and uh, we'll see you next time. Stay, Stay strange. strange.